Welcome to this special series of the Say Yes to Holiness podcast, hosted by me, Christina Simmons, your guide for this online retreat designed to help you become the saint God created you to be, especially during this Lenten and Easter season. This retreat will consist of material from the spiritual classic, 12 Steps to Holiness and Salvation, that contains the wisdom of St. Alphonsus Liguori, as well as a brief reflection and a daily resolution that is designed to help you incorporate and live out that wisdom in your daily life. So join with me now as we take the next step on the road towards holiness. Hello and welcome to day 35. And we begin in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Lord, we ask that you open our hearts and minds so that you may hear our so that we may hear your voice and be given the courage to act upon it throughout this day. Amen. So this is a little longer section, so I'm going to just get started. It's called Great Vigilance Necessary. He, therefore, who would preserve the virtue of chastity must use the greatest precaution. It is impossible for you to remain chaste, says St. Charles Borromeo, unless you constantly watch over yourself. Negligence in this regard leads almost invariably to the loss of virtue. With regard to evil thoughts, there may be a twofold delusion. God-fearing souls who have little or no gift of discernment and are inclined to scruples think that every wicked thought that enters their mind is a sin. This is a mistake, for it is not the wicked thoughts in themselves that are sins, but the yielding or consenting to them. The wickedness of mortal sin consists in the perverse will that deliberately yields to sin with a complete knowledge of its wickedness and with full consent. And therefore, St. Augustine teaches that when the consent of the will is absent, there is no sin. However much we may be tormented by temptations, the rebellion of the senses, or the inordinate emotions of the inferior part of the soul, as long as there is no consent, there is no sin. For the comfort of such anxious souls, let me suggest a good rule of conduct that is taught by all masters in the spiritual life. If a person who fears God and hates sin doubts whether he has consented to an evil thought or not, he is not bound to confess it, because it is morally certain that he has not given consent. For had he actually committed a mortal sin, he would have no doubt about it. As mortal sin is such a monster in the eyes of one who fears God, that his entrance into the heart could not take place without its being known. Others, on the contrary, whose conscience is lax and not well informed, think that evil thoughts and desires, though consented to, are not sins, provided they are not followed by sinful actions. This error is worse than the one mentioned above. What we may not do, we may not desire. Therefore, an evil thought or desire to which we consent comprises in itself all the wickedness of an evil deed. As sinful actions separate us from God, so wicked thoughts rob us of his grace. Perverse thoughts separate us from God, says the Book of Wisdom. From what has been said, it follows that not all evil thoughts are sinful, and not all sinful thoughts are equal in malice. We must therefore distinguish between an evil thought, that is a mortal sin, one that is venial, 
and one that is no sin at all. With regard to sins of thought, three things are to be taken into consideration. Enticement, pleasure, and consent. By enticement or allurement is meant the first thought that prompts us to commit the sin suggested to our senses. This enticement or suggestion is no sin. Indeed, if it is rejected at once by the will, and it becomes a source of merit. As often as you resist temptation, says St. Antononius, so often do you merit a crown. Even the saints were tormented by such thoughts. To overcome a temptation of impurity, St. Benedict rolled himself in a bed of thorns, and St. Peter of Alcantara plunged into the ice-cold water of a pond. St. Paul tells us he was tempted against holy purity. Quote, and lest the greatness of the revelations should exalt me, there was given me a sting of my flesh, an angel of Satan to buffet me, for which thing thrice I besought the Lord that it might depart from me. And he said to me, My grace is sufficient for thee, for power is made perfect in infirmity. From Second Corinthians chapter 12, verses 7-9. through 9. When a thief is trying to break in a door, says St. Francis de Sales, it is a sign he is not yet in the house. So too, when the devil continues to tempt a soul, it is a sign that soul is still in the grace of God. St. Catherine of Siena was once violently assaulted by the devil for the space of three days with temptations against holy purity. When our Lord appeared to her to comfort her, she cried out, Ah, my Savior! Where hast thou been these three days? Jesus answered, I was in your heart, and it was I who gave you strength to resist those temptations. Our Lord then gave her to understand that her heart was purer after the assault than before. Next to the enticement comes the pleasure. If the temptation is not rejected at once, a certain pleasure is experienced, and this it is that hurries one on to consent. As long as the will does not fully acquiesce, there is no mortal sin. At most, it is venial. But if instant recourse is not had to God and every effort made to resist the temptation, the will is very apt to yield full consent and fall into grievous sin. A certain woman who is regarded as a saint was tempted one day by an evil thought. Failing to reject it at once, she became guilty of grievous sin. From false shame, she neglected to confess the sinful thought she had yielded to, and shortly after died. Now the bishop of the place had considered her a saint, and accordingly he had her buried in his own chapel. On the following day, the unfortunate soul appeared to him and declared that, owing to a sinful thought to which he had consented, she was eternally lost. And thus ends our section for today. So some very serious things for us to consider, particularly with custody of the mind. And so to go back to yesterday when I couldn't remember the custody of the senses, and the first is custody of the eyes, then custody of the mind, and then custody of the heart. So custody of the eyes, of course, is to not tempt ourselves or to be looking at images of things that are going to bring us to temptation. Custody of the mind is to not be 
having these imaginings or to be filled with these thoughts of um, our wealth, our pleasure, our you know great glories, etc., and and then custody at the heart is focused upon keeping our mind and our heart focused upon God, keeping before us our proper why. Why are we here? In order to be able to love, serve, you know, and know the Lord, and be able to come to be with Him for all eternity in heaven. It's about holiness. So. Great vigilance is necessary, which is the name of this section, for the simple fact that we must be about at all times being attentive to what it is that we're filling our, our senses with, as well as our minds and our hearts, so that uh, we are able to determine um, and to guard against uh, falling into grievous sin. So one of the things that he talks about, of course, is that is this one. And I think this is what's very important for us to, to bear in mind, is that he says, those whose conscience is lax and not well-formed think that evil thoughts and desires, though consented to, in other words, we're pondering them, we're thinking about them, we are getting some pleasure from the thoughts of them. And this is not all sexual that we're talking about. This is about the uh, having a conversation in which we are able to uh, win out, uh, you know, in a conversation and someone else looks bad and we look better. You know, these kind of things of where um, we are bringing harm to ourselves or to another through our actions. Um, and so when we're thinking about these things, when our desire is like for someone to get their comeuppance and we have thoughts in order to help bring that about, these are things that we're consenting to. And we think that, oh, well, I just thought about that. I didn't do anything. But that is something that, as St. Alphonsus tells us, is an error worse than to be, you know, um, all the time, you know, be, uh, be concerned, you know, with scruples of which, oh, I had a thought, therefore it must be a sin. Um, and so St. Alphonsus uh, says, actually, thinking that if only we do deeds, that that means that it's a sin. But actually, where do all bad things, or where does all evil, where does it all come from? Jesus tells us. He tells us it comes from the heart. Where does all corruption, where does all lust, where does all adultery, where does all everything come from? It comes from our hearts. So this is why um, we are to be uh, coming before our Lord and constantly asking him for, you know, for his assistance to be helped. And that's where the great story of St. Catherine of Siena is when she was tempted with sins against purity. And, you know, she says, Lord, where were you these last three days? And he says, I was in your heart and it was I who gave you strength. So I think that our resolution for today needs to be that we immediately call upon our Lord to give us the strength that we need in order to combat those things that aren't just enticing, but, you know, but to help us not consent to those things, to not be dwelling on them, uh, but rather to reject them out of hand and to give them to our Lord so that he is able to continue to protect us. So 
I hope that this continues to help you. Um, this is such a great topic. This is such a great, um, you know, conversation that we're having. It's so important for us to come to a deeper awareness so that we can have proper discernment. Alphonsus talks about that, is those who don't have a lot of discernment. And discernment is about that awareness and that understanding and taking action. So we're continuing to grow in our awareness of what it is that will lead us to sin and coming to an understanding of why and then being able to take that action. So today, pray and ask our Lord to give you the strength to be able to discern rightly and to fight against any thoughts that might lead you to sin. Know my continued prayers for each and every one of you. God bless. Thanks for listening to this episode of this special series of the Say Yes to Holiness podcast. I hope you enjoyed it. If you think others may benefit from listening, please be sure to share the podcast with others. Until next time, know my continued prayers that you be given whatever graces you need to do whatever it takes on the journey towards holiness so that together we can tell the Master of Death, not today. God bless.